Hello to all you doinks out there, and welcome back to week five. Six. Six, man. I'm falling a week behind every week, man. It's unbelievable. So much going on in the world. But week six of the Double Doink Sports Podcast, where we're going to go over week eight in the NFL. We're going to introduce week nine in the NFL. I'm not going to highlight too much in hockey this week. We do have the end of the World Series that we want to talk yes. about. And we're going to do a full, full preview. preview. Eagles, Bears. We will be there live. We will be Facebook living this Yes, it's we be will be Facebook living the beginning, halftime, and the end of the game. Yes, discussing what our opinions are of the game, um, how we think it's going. Some of, one of us is going to be really happy. One of us is going to be really sad unless it goes nothing, nothing until like the fourth quarter. I I'll be really upset if it's a nothing, nothing game. I want to see some offense. I want to see some defense. I want to yeah. see some special teams. I want to see a good game. And yeah. I have a funny feeling the way these two teams are playing right now. We're going to get a good game. Yeah. Um. Unfortunately, you know, I just have a bad feeling about what's going to happen with my team. I really yeah. do. I really, really, really do. Alright, so let us jump into, right into the week, week 8. Yes, yeah, so we're going to start with the Vikings and the Redskins. Vikings 19, Redskins 9. That game let me down. It was a very boring game because you didn't get a lot of offense. You'd exp- I, I had Kirk Cousins on my, uh, my fantasy team. Um, unfortunately, he did nothing for me. Yeah, he compiled some yards. No touchdowns. Didn't really do anything as far as to blow up the stat sheet. Um, the guy who really blew up, though, was Dalvin Cook. Yeah, Dalvin Cook, are, the NFL's leading rusher, goes for 116 all-purpose yards and scores the only touchdown for either team in that game, and it keeps Cousins safe. It helped him because otherwise I could have seen the Redskins winning that game. Well, it was close enough, and, I mean, you had a player like Adrian Peterson who's, you know, back to his old all-day yeah. ways. I mean, he's he's putting up yards at a very good pace. I think he's almost averaging five yards a carry. It's incredible, especially yeah, since it's, it's 4.82 yards per carry. Dude, his 12th year in the NFL. I mean, him missing that one year due to suspensions really kept his legs young. Yeah. But he's running behind a pretty good offensive line, even without Trent Williams on that offensive line. They're playing very well for him. And, um, I mean, unfortunately, you know, Kirk Cousins has – a has a way of keeping himself safe, keeps himself mistake-free, and, you know, the Vikings come out on top, so they're now, um, they're now still a game behind the the uh, Green Bay Packers. Um, this was a game that was too close for comfort, in my opinion. The Seattle Seahawks, 27, and the Falcons, 20. Yeah, uh, Swiss cheese. Yeah. Still Swiss cheese. Well, not really. But they made not some... as much as they have been. No, they made some stops, and I mean this— And specifically against this offense. Yeah. Probably it... one of the best offenses in the NFC. The thing was is the Seahawks were really set up in this game. The Seahawks um, you know, took advantage of some mistakes. Um, Obviously, you know, the Falcons just continue to make mistakes, whether it's turnovers, whether it's penalties, whatever Miss it might goals. be. Missed field goals. I mean, Matt Bryant's not having a good year whatsoever. Yeah, he missed two more in this game. He's now 9 of 14. That's a poor percentage. Most yeah, kickers and get that's, cut. that's Steven Gostowski for this year, and he's on IR now. I know. There's something off with Bryant. I don't know what it is, but there aren't many kickers out there, so that's why you're not seeing the Falcons really move on. But what was very interesting is this Falcons offense was still moving the ball minus Matt Ryan because he missed this game. Yeah, they, they they went an entire 512 yards. I mean, That's insane. I know, I know. And they put up some really good offensive numbers. But, you know, the problem is their defense just doesn't really um hold much ground. I mean, they just continue to give up points at a 52.5% click. Yeah, yeah and I mean, I mean, the Hawks, they needed every chance they could because they punted four times, and they've only done 322 yards of total offense. It just wasn't a very good Seahawks game no, against it a wasn't. really poor team. And especially coming off a loss against Baltimore, it, it's really showing that Russell Wilson is all that, but if he gets a bad loss, 
he he can fall apart. Well, yeah, that and I think the travel really catches up. Yeah, to him because you got to remember, there's a lot of when you're a West Coast team, you got to come to the East Coast and bounce back to the West Coast. There's a lot of travel involved. Yeah, and for a West Coast team like the Seattle Seahawks, it can really, really, really wear down on them yeah. as the season goes. Next game on here, you got your Eagles. My birds beat the Bills. Yes, thirty-one. That is a huge 13. win. For they us. needed needed that win. Keeps them at five hundred in a division that's. Pretty much open game, in my opinion, because Giants and Redskins suck. Yeah. And the Cowboys, I believe, were off this week. Yes. So the Cowboys still lead the division because they have a winning record. Yeah. But this pulls them a half a game closer to the Cowboys. Yeah. And they're going to get their bye week later in the season. The yeah, Eagles. our bye week is next week after, yes. this, after this game. But then we got the murderers big bad row. Patriots this is your coming mur- to us. This is your murderer's row. Yeah. Our, we had five really, really tough games straight. We had... Uh, Baltimore, we have Baltimore, Buffalo, Chicago, Chicago New England. Uh, no, we had and Seattle. All those five, and then we have five, four really easy games when we have. Um, uh, why am I blanking? Then you go Giants almost two weeks in a row, something like that. We have Giants and uh, two out of four. Yeah, and then we have the Skins again. We have the Cowboys again. And I think we have New York. No, we already beat New York. I think we have Miami. What about the Jets? No, we played New York. Oh, you already played? We played the, the Jets, okay. yeah. So then you have Miami. You haven't yeah. played Miami yet, so. So, um, Bills haven't been the same after they came out of the bye. No. Last week was really, really close to the Dolphins, which should not have been a close game. And then we were they were blown out by us. Yeah. It, it was just an ugly game. I mean, you had a team last week when it came to the Dolphins game. I mean, they essentially sealed the game with an onside kick recovery for a touchdown. Yeah. That game was... That game was tied. It was way too close. Way too close for comfort. Especially for a team coming out of the bye that everyone is heralding as a team that was doing well against the Patriots. Now, I'm not going to not gonna spoil too much for our, our full keep recap, our full breakdown for Chicago versus uh, Philly. But if we can win this game going into the bye... And if New England loses to Baltimore, we have a really, really good shot against New England. Well, yeah, because you're in Philadelphia. Yes, we're in Philadelphia, both coming off a bye. And if one team wins, one team loses, that's huge. Well, there's also one thing, man. Belichick's tough to beat coming out of a bye. So even he, if he does lose, he's going to be He's tough to beat, period. Yeah, but coming out of a bye when he's got two weeks to kind of prepare for you, yeah. That, that, True, that's considering enough. it's a Super Bowl rematch at that. All right, well, might as well get, rip the Band-Aid off. Freaking... San Diego Chargers, 17, and the Bears, 16. This the game. The Cody Parkey curse. I bring up his damn name last week, and what happens? Pinheiro misses two field goals. Two makeable field goals. Like, 41-yarder as, t- as oh time expires. God, man. And I'm not putting that 41-yarder on him. That is 100% on Matt Nagy. How dare you? You are gashing this team. Gashing this team in the I-formation all game. You're telling me you couldn't line up with the timeout you have in your pocket and you can't run the ball for an extra five or six yards to give your kicker a little bit closer? Yeah. That kicker doesn't like the kick from the left hash. He likes the kick from the right hash. What do you do? You kneel down at the left hash. What's he do? He misses wide left. Are you kidding me? That's all on Nagy. He should be paying closer attention to the details, not taking a knee. That knee pushed him back the two yards. He would have made that kick with those two extra yards. Yeah. Just just stupid. Stupid, stupid, stupid. And the Bears dominated this game. Dominated. Yeah. They should have... The first two drives that ended in punts should have ended in points. No, or they ended in field goals. Field goals. No, one and they should have ended in seven. One was a missed field goal, and the other one was a field goal from the three-yard line after you get an interception return by, 
by Kyle Fuller, who's quietly having a good year, but my problem with him is he's playing off coverage way too much. You get that return to the three-yard line. If Deion Bush picks up a block, okay, Fuller returns out for a touchdown, but Deion Bush couldn't pick up one block. Then what happens? They go three and out and kick a field goal. Like, just, just lunacy. They controlled this game, man. They controlled the game for a full extra quarter. Yeah, and including in the stats, like, the stats of possession, Chicago 38 minutes, 22 minutes for L.A. 26 first downs for Chicago, 11 for L.A., and then 162 rushing yards for Chicago to San Diego's, or LA's rather, 36 rushing yards. Lunacy, yeah. as you were saying. David Montgomery had a great game. That was one yeah. highlight of this game. David Montgomery and Khalil Mack finally got yeah. back on the stat sheet, which was really nice. Uh, here was a game that was pretty tight throughout. You had the Lions 31 and the Giants 26. Yeah, that was with, a good game. With the I li- needed the Giants to win that game. With the Lions... Um, Actually, no, I don't because that's not divisional. It doesn't yeah. matter anymore. Well, th- with the Lions winning that game, it basically puts the Bears in the cellar of the division because now the Lions are uh, back at 500 and the Bears are under 500. But yeah. this was a good game because it was just it was back and forth. Even throughout, as far as time of possession, yards, it was just mistakes. Mistakes from the Giants that cost them this game. Yep. Two two by the Giants. One of them was returned for a touchdown and one by the Lions. First downs, 24 for the Lions, four via penalties, and 17, one via the penalty uh, for uh, the Giants. Yeah, so what happened was that the Lions' drives just kept getting extended and extended and extended. And, you know, when you return something for a touchdown on your defense and the final score is, you know... 31-26. You know what I mean? by five points. It's under a touchdown. Under a touchdown. There's the difference for you, man. Minshew's mustache magic. Sam Donald, you're dead to me. Just quit. Quit. I I continue to piggyback you, and you just don't 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 make plays. Jags twenty nine, Jets fifteen, and I was talking about how there's no cornerbacks on this Jaguars team. There's no teeth in this defense. I forgot they have AJ Boye who had an interception this week, and then the guy who replaced Jalen Ramsey gets two picks. I don't even know the guy's name. Yeah, I don't know either. Oh, uh, Trey Herndon, Herndon, Herndon. I don't Herndon, uh, Herndon, Herndon. And I mean, they got rid of. Probably the best corner in the league. Ooh, I love A.J. Boye. A.J. Boye is kind of one of those underrated guys. That a lot of people don't throw his way because he's very dangerous, and that's why Ramsey gets a lot more opportunities. Yeah. But, man, A.J. Boye is good. Um, Richard Sherman showed up for the yeah. 49ers. Um, I, I, Kyle Fuller, Stephon Gilmore. There's some really good cornerbacks in this league, but I'll tell you something right now. Sam Donald, in the last two weeks, seven interceptions. That's seven. That's Baker Mayfield numbers. Yeah, it pretty much is Baker. No, it's Jameis Winston numbers because we'll get to Jameis Winston in a little bit. Yeah, we will. Yeah, we will because he was just awful again. Yeah. So this was a, you know, it was a game that, uh, that the Jags needed. Yeah. Um, Leonard Fournette kept, you know, Minshew safe. Minshew had three touchdown passes in this game, which was really nice. So, yeah. Um, another losing team, the Bengals. Rams 24, Bengals 10. Yeah, we we knew that game was gonna come, uh, was gonna happen. Um, Bengals are not good this year. Bengals are fighting for Tua. Yeah, Tua tank time. Um, which, if I'm not mistaken, Tua's hurt. <sighs> That'd be funny. Everyone's, I think he's injured. Everyone's tanking for him, and he's gonna be out for the season or something. Yeah. Um, Rams offense was efficient. 470 on 57 plays. That's that's really really good. Um, 220 for Cooper Cup alone, dude. Cooper Cup is going off this yes. season, bro. And the fact that he's coming back from an injury from last year is really nice. I think he's finally back almost at 100% from the ACL. Yeah, and the Bengals have no defensive rushers. They have nine sacks all year. Miles Garrett has 10 alone. No teeth in that defense. Nothing. None. 
all the teeth have been pulled out of that defense. Yeah. It's, it's it's unbelievable how bad they are. Uh, but you know, there's a possibility that may they may not win a game. Yeah, there's a there's a high chance that I don't think they will because I think Miami will take that game week sixteen. Isn't that not in Miami? Yeah, it's in Miami. I think they'll take that game. God, it's gonna be. They'll awful. get the number two pick because Bengs are picking Tua. <sighs> Unbelievable. Um, here's a game that I didn't think was gonna be as bl- as much of a blowout as it was, but the Saints thirty-one and the Cardinals nine, and I was yeah. actually shocked. Drew Brees was back for this game, man. You know, I don't know. I love Drew Brees as a quarterback. I think he and Brady should have been the ones that played that Super Bowl last year. Oh yeah, that would have been awesome. That. That would have been great experience for experience. We wouldn't have gotten a ten to three Super Bowl. We would have gotten like a thirty something to twenty something, high twenties to low thirties. It'd have been a really, really good game, really, really close game yeah. for these two experienced quarterbacks. But Teddy Bridgewater, I feel bad for the guy because you have that big, big name, Drew Brees, quarterback. And just because he gets injured, you come out, you bring your team for five to one. Five and one. I'm pretty sure it was five and one or six and one. Five and one or six and one, and then the all-star quarterback comes back and what are you doing? You're bench warming. Well, here's the thing, and unfortunately, this happened to Bridgewater. Bridgewater got hurt and he lost his job. Yeah. Okay. Breeze was not going to lose his job. I'm not saying he was going to lose his job. So Bridgewater is what he is. He's the backup quarterback. Case Keenum was a backup quarterback for the Vikings, and when Bridgewater got hurt, they decided to stick with Case Keenum, even though Bridgewater was ready to come back. That's what's wrong. Bridgewater is the pos- in the position he is, but he's in a contract year. Bridgewater's going to be a free agent. Someone's yeah. going to pick him up. Someone's going to give him some money to be a starting quarterback on a team. What I could see is if Miami doesn't pick a quarterback in the first round, I could see Miami going after Teddy Bridgewater. Dude, they just gave up a pick for Josh Rosen. I mean, you've got to you've you you don't give up the collateral to go get Josh Rosen if you're not going to make an attempt. You know what I mean? Bridgewater's going to end up somewhere. Where he's going to end up, who knows? I mean, there's still a lot of uh, there's still a lot to happen this year. You know what I mean? There's a lot of teams that are still trying to. He could be a bangle next year. You know what I mean? Andy Dalton might be done in Cincinnati. Well, I mean, he could be a Buccaneer. He could be a Titan. Yeah. He could be a Bear. You know what I mean? There's a lot going on in this league when it comes to the quarterback position. Yeah. And Teddy Bridgewater has really staked his claim as a guy who can definitely come out. Yeah. And we still got some more stats on Breeze. 34 for 43 for 373 yards with three TDs. Total domination by the Saints. And they've definitely placed themselves in the NFC hierarchy. Oh, yeah, definitely. The top one or two. You know, I mean, the 49ers yeah. are still one, but they're oh, yeah. definitely making, the, making it. Yeah. Um, speaking of the Titans and the Buccaneers, 27-23. The Buccaneers keep losing games because of Jameis Winston. Yeah, four more turnovers, two ints, two fumbles lost. Fourth quarter lost fumble. Threw a pick, but the game's still undecided. He's costing this team games. He really is. He's tied for the NFL league lead in interceptions with Baker Mayfield. Yep. But he leads the league in total turnovers. This guy's been fumbling the ball like crazy and losing it. Yeah. He is not the quarterback that came out of the draft number one overall. And the guy who was drafted right after him, Marcus Mariota, didn't even play in this game because he was benched for Ryan Tannehill. Yep. And Ryan Tannehill won this game for his team. But, of course, the Tennessee Titans kicker, Cody Parkey, goes perfect in this game. You know, makes his extra points, makes his field goals. You just can't do it in a playoff game last year. You know, I was Jack actually I was looking on my uh, my Snapchat, and they had the most upset, upsetting moments of all NHL, uh, NFL franchises. So at fir- the first one they did was the Seahawks, and it was the oh, interception, yeah, at, the interception at the goal line. And then the second one. Was the Bears. 
in the double doink. Oh my god. It is a very upsetting moment because that team was good enough to go to the Super Bowl last but year. The upsetting moment has led us to where we are, Dave. Exactly, and I'm more than happy with that. Yes. So now we have the Colts 15, Broncos 13, and you want to talk about another team that keeps playing themselves out of games. The Broncos keep making stupid mistake after stupid mistake after stupid mistake. They allowed the Colts to go down the field with dumb penalties, big plays, and unfortunately, the Broncos should have won this game. You know, the Broncos should have a much better record than they do, but penalties, roughing the passers, horse collars. Yeah, and their starting quarterbacks out for the season. Oh, man. Joe Flacco's out, I think, for five to six weeks, but he's probably going to be out for the season. Yeah, a lot of that has to do— I think he was placed on IR today. Yeah, well, you know what? A lot of that has to do with his his post-game press conference where he basically called out his coaches. Yeah. He was very upset, very upset with the play calling. You know, he's basically saying, we're not playing to win games, we're playing not to lose. And he's right. Vic Fangio, I love Vic Fangio. I love him as a defensive coordinator for the Bears. He got the most out of that defense. Yeah. I'm not saying that Chuck Pagano is not getting a lot out of the Bears defense, but without having the blitz, Vic Fangio brought the most out of this Bears defense yeah. with its teeth. He was able to drop everybody else into coverage and just rush his four, maybe yeah. five every once in a while, but yeah. mainly rushing four. And I'll tell you something right now, he's getting a lot out of this Broncos defense, but man, he this Broncos offense has got poor game planning, Poor game calling, and they're leaving too much time on the clock for other teams to drive down the field on them, and that's what cost them in this game. They left too much time, and Adam Benatari yeah, hit the game. The old man, goal. old man, man, he just keeps hitting everything. Yeah, he's he's still he's still out there. He's still up there. Yes, blowout, yeah. fifty burger, San Francisco forty nine is fifty one to thirteen over the Panthers. Man, what a shellacking! Yeah, the forty nine is D. Set up the offense for three scores off Allen interceptions. I know Allen hadn't thrown a pick all season up until this point. He throws three, and all three lead to scores for the for the 49ers and basically put this game out of reach. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey had a great game, even though they lost. Yeah. Two, second all-purpose. Yeah, he was right behind Dalvin Cook. Yeah. I think they're only probably separated by like 20 or 30 yards. That's going to be a race for the offensive player of the year. Yeah, but I think the defensive player of the year, or at least the defensive rookie of the year, is already a lock oh, with yeah. Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa is unbelievable, man. He has a chance for defensive player of the year, too. Ooh, it's going to be tough, especially with the number of sacks that like Miles Garrett's putting up for a losing team True. in Cleveland. Obviously, nobody really looks at defensive players of the years or offensive player of the years from losing record teams. Yeah. That's why I think maybe McCaffrey's going to get out-edged by Dalvin Cook as, as the yeah. year continues. But... Man, Nick Bosa is putting up some ridiculous numbers. I mean, he's got, I think he's got now seven sacks on the season. Yeah. Um, He's got two multi-sack games, and he had an interception in this game. That he returned, I think, like 46 yards and got tackled before he can get into yeah. the end zone. Um, Speaking of Defensive Players of the Year, J.J. Watt and the Houston Texans win 27-24 over the Raiders, but Watt is done for the season with a torn pectoral. That's a huge loss. Yes, for for that defense. For the considering Texans. that they lost Clowney to the Seahawks Jaden in a trade Clowney, this yeah. year, now you are down JJ Watt. I mean that defensive line is basically missing all its teeth, and Whitney Merciless, who's a very good linebacker, is unfortunately going to be facing a lot of pressure coming right at him because the the defensive line isn't going to be holding its blocks the way it yeah. used to with JJ Watt and Clowney on the field. Yeah, uh, Raiders penalties. Gave away the last drive yep. that gave the Texans the win. Yep. But it was a quarterback duel. Oh, yeah. Between Derek Carr and um, uh, Watson. Watson. Sean Watson. Three TDs each. I know. Crazy for 
a game to end with three points difference. Yeah. And definitely a quarterback duel. Oh, yeah. Such and, a good and game. The, and the problem is, is I mean, the Raiders are making bad mistakes, you know. Yeah, Chucky, yeah. Needs, Chucky needs to reign in his team, you know what I mean? It's not the same team that went out and, you know, Use the running game. They unfortunately were going with the quarterback a little bit more heavier in this game. Yeah, game we watched with a bunch of Patriots fans. Yeah, it was <sighs> it was rough. Pats twenty seven, Browns thirteen. Now I thought this game was going to have a lot more scores than it did. Yeah, especially by the defense. Yeah, three turnovers on three straight plays. I felt killed the Browns. I felt bad for Nick my Chubb. My favorite one oh my was God. the one where Baker just threw it at the Patriots. Threw it. Dude, all right. Let's 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 go over these plays in sequence. Nick Chubb takes a handoff, gets kicked by his own offensive lineman and fumbles the ball. That gets returned for a touchdown. Yep. The very next time Nick Chubb touches the ball, he gashes the Patriots. He is scampering, right? Gets caught from behind and the ball gets punched out. Yeah, okay? that's two in a row. Patriots pick it up. Patriots pick it up. They don't do anything with it. They don't score. No, they punt it off. Punt it off. The Browns get the ball back, and what happens? Baker basically sees a guy coming at him and just throws it right at his face, Mac, and says, "I don't want to get hit. Here you go. Just take it from me, please." Like seriously. But for some weird reason, this game was close, and it's because the Browns kept this game very close until the Patriots got an awesome drive in the third quarter. Yeah. That was a great drive. Um, third quarter, Brown score to get it to 17 to 10. Seven plays, 84 yards for them. James White, a 59 yard screen on three and 10. Third and 10, man. I mean, you had a chance at. Now you're, now you're only down 17 10. You have a chance of actually making something out of this game for the Browns. You know I mean? You got a little bit of momentum coming out of the half. Yeah. And what happens? Third and 10, your team completely sells out on the blitz and lets White get out on the flat. Yep. White just runs down the field. I thought he was going to score on the play. Yeah, I thought so too. I mean, I it, thought it was like, oh, James White touchdown. Yep. And that basically, you know, separated the game at that point. Yep. You know, the Browns never really got back into it. Sunday night game. Packers and Chiefs. Man, what a game. Yeah. What it was a such game. a solid game. 31 24. It's the third home loss for the Chiefs. Arrowhead isn't Arrowhead anymore. No, it's not. And specifically with Pat Mahomes is injured. I know. He's questionable for this week, but I don't think he'll play. No. Um, It's an even matchup. Super Bowl one rematch. Yes, yes. Going back all the way to the first Super Bowl. Chiefs and Packers. Yeah, the first to fumble was the difference. Yeah. The one fumble. Um, Chiefs punted with five minutes and four seconds left. And the defense could not get off the field. Nope. Three first downs. You know what? Um, there's been a lot of talk that this offense isn't, Packers offense isn't really sinking yet. I'll tell you something right now. They, um, with that five-minute drive to end the game, yeah, they showed that they're starting to really get themselves in line with what is going on with this team this yeah. year. They're, they're starting to click. They only have one loss. Yep. They're in that hierarchy, so I'll shoot it to you. 49ers, Saints, or Packers, who is more dangerous? So, I'm going to say the Niners defense, the Saints offense, but the Packers all around. Okay. 
I'm really, really happy with the Packers as an all-around team right now. Okay. Um, See, I'm going to go 49ers, and that's just because they're doing it in all three phases. When their defense needs to step up, their defense is stepping up. When they're when they need a good running game, good running game. Um, Garoppolo's been very efficient all season. Yeah. Special teams is on point. Robbie Gold, I don't think, has missed a kick all year. I don't think so either. Um, I really like the Saints. Um, I like the fact that Breeze was able to rest for a little bit. Um, I'm just still not really 100% sold on that defense. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they put up a really good game against the Bears two weeks ago in which the Bears basically couldn't move anything for three quarters. But then all of a sudden in the fourth quarter, the Bears were moving the ball again. And then as far as the Packers are concerned, they've had a couple of close games that shouldn't have been close. Um, they should have. They walked. did actually lose to Philadelphia. Yeah, and they should have lost to the Lions. The Lions should not have lost that game. So unfortunately, um, I put the Packers really third in that hierarchy. I would put the Saints two, but the 49ers right now are the class of the NFC. And until somebody can uh, unseat them, which didn't happen this past week on Thursday Night Football, I know we're kind of breaking the fourth wall. We'll get to that game next week. Yeah, but I mean that that's a that's a a, a tried and true undefeated team right now. Yeah. They could almost unseat the Patriots as the best I could, team in the NFL. They, I would say yes, they are. Right now, yes, they are. Because look at the teams that they have faced it. Faced it. Faced. Faced it. And look at the teams that New England's faced. Yeah. And then also look at the look at the um look at the way the offense has been for the Patriots and look at yeah. the way the offense has been for the 49ers. Yeah, exactly. The 49ers have actually gotten something out of their offense. I'm not yeah. saying the Patriots haven't had an offense. They just unfortunately They've been set up very favorably by their defense on several occasions. And, again, I'm going to go back to the Jets game that I completely blew. But at the same time, that Jets game, that offense was set up that entire game. There weren't any many there weren't many very long drives in that game yeah. by the 49, oh, by the Patriots offense. And the defense scored, I think, two or three more scores in that game. So yeah. it was just, let's see what the Patriots can do this week as we get into our... Yes. Well, actually, before we get into this week... The trade deadline. Oh, that's right. October 29th was the trade deadline. So I have eight trades here from the 21st of October to the 29th of October. And we're going to go over them. Oakland sends away Garion Conley to Houston for a third round 2020 pick. Um, don't even know what to make of it because I don't even know who that Conley is. So, exactly. Um, the next just, one they're just getting draft stock. I think it's a good. I yep. think it's a good move. Yeah, Oakland needs it. To from Atlanta to New England, Mohamed Sanu for a second round draft pick. I think it's high. I think that's a lot to give up for a second round pick. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that's a lot to give up for Mohamed Sanu, who's essentially a. Uh, I mean, he's a good receiver. He's been mainly a special teams guy, I think, in, in um, Atlanta for quite some time. Um, but now with Josh Gordon having been cut, uh, Snoo's got to do a lot more in this offense. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I do like the pickup for the Patriots. Do I think a second-round pick's a little high for Yeah, it? I think I, I would do. say a third. And all depending on what happens this week with um, the Bears and um, the Eagles game. You know, you could see the Bears almost playing the waiver wire with yeah. um, with one of their receivers. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. And what I would say is the biggest trade from Denver to San Francisco: Emmanuel Sanders, Emmanuel Sanders and a fifth round twenty twenty pick 
for a third and a fourth round 2020 pick. I really like this pickup for the 49ers. It gives it's them another huge. weapon on the outside. Yes, it is. It helps free up Kittle it a little bit more. It is another Garoppolo weapon. target. Yes, and it, it frees up a little bit for um, Emmanuel Sanders because Emmanuel Sanders, unfortunately, um, Emmanuel Sanders, I'm sorry, um, Kittle, um, he needs he needs a little bit of help because yeah. he's he's seeing all the attention from both safeties, a linebacker. They're even putting sometimes a nickel back on him. Emmanuel Sanders being on the outside is going to free up a little bit of attention. Yeah. Um, from New England to Dallas, the defensive end Michael Bennett for a conditional seventh round 2021 pick. Uh, they're never going to see that pick. No. Um, and Bennett was nothing but a headache. Just yeah. like his brother. Th- th- those two guys have been nothing but headaches no matter where they go. So, yeah. I mean, he didn't fit in here in New England. Yeah, from Miami to Arizona, Kenyon Drake for a 2026 round conditional. Dude, Kenyon Drake is the real deal. Unfortunately, yeah, he was buried over there in, in um, Miami, but yeah. he went to Arizona, you said? Yes. Teaming him up with David Johnson? Or did David Johnson go in that trade too? No, he didn't. Oh, man. Can you imagine those uh, those two guys in the backfield? That's going to yeah. be unbelievable. Um, from the Jets to the Giants, a very short distance he had to travel, Leonard Williams for a 2023 rounder and a 2021 fifth round conditional. Leonard Williams was a first round pick. Um, never really uh, resulted in anything. So, unfortunately, um, I uh, I want to see what he can do for the Giants. But then again, he just went from one losing team to another. Yeah. So it's just sad. From Cleveland to Philadelphia, Gennard Avery at offensive end for a 2021 fourth round. Um, you're the Eagles fan. What do you think? I think it's a good pick. Um, we need a little bit more defense have help because right now that's kind of what our week is. I mean... Aside from our injuries on our on our running and receiving game, our defense isn't what it what it was. Yeah, what it, it, we aren't the the underdogs defense we used to be. Well, Fletcher Cox isn't doing much, and you're yeah. missing Chris Long. You definitely are. Yeah, and then the final trade on the 29th, right before the end of the trade deadline, from the Rams to the Finns, Aqib Talib, and a fifth round 2020 pick for a 2022 fourth round pick. Let me rephrase that. Seventh round pick. I would say Miami got a steal here. I don't think so. Tlaib's kind of washed up in my opinion. They needed. You, but they, they need more defensive help. Well, they just got Marcus Peters. You didn't even bring up that trade. I know we're kind of bringing up the trades that are ending over here, but Marcus Peters got traded to the Rams. Yeah. And then, you know what I mean? It's just one of those things where it makes a lot of sense to have... um to dump some of the salary cap, you know what I mean? Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, to leave the salary cap dump and yeah, I, and, the, and the huge Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, Jalen Jalen Ramsey being on that defense is all you really need because he he more than makes up. You know what I mean? He more than makes up. Yeah. All right. And so now we're gonna move on to our week nine picks. Now we've just said this before. We're in a pick'em league, so I'm gonna basically spoil my picks to Dave right now, and I'm gonna spoil mine to yours. So yeah. So the nine thirty. A.M. Houston, uh, L.A. game, not L.A., U.K. game. Yep. Between Houston and Jacksonville, I picked the Texans. Well, every time I pick Minshew Mustache Magic, he loses. Every time I pick against him, he wins. So I am kind of like really torn. I'm gonna go with the Jacksonville Jaguars, and it's because of the injury to J.J. Watt. J.J. Okay. Watt being out, I think Leonard Fournette's going to be able to kind of tear up this defense and allow Minshew to uh, stay in a very safe place. Yeah, I'll give you that. Um, one o'clock game, Washington at Buffalo. Oof. 
I picked Buffalo. Buffalo's been in a rough state. Um, they didn't show anything against the Dolphins a couple of weeks ago. They definitely didn't show anything last week. And the Skins are a better team than the Finns are. Yeah, because they've already beaten the Finns. Um, I will go with Buffalo as well. I really think that they need to wake up because if they lose this game, um, they can their, say bye to the wild card. They is... can, well, no, the wild card's still in play because the AFC's weak, but they can definitely say bye to the division. Yeah. Um, Minnesota at Kansas City. This, I got Minnesota away. This is going to be a good game. Um, Kansas City is not the same team right now at home. They're not the same team without Patrick Mahomes. Minnesota should win this game, and Dalvin Cook should go off, and he should yeah. definitely protect Kirk Cousins. Yeah. New York Jets at Miami. <laughs> I get the Jets. Yeah, here's another guy. I pick Sam Donald. He does nothing. I go against Sam Donald, and he blows up Dallas. So I'm kind of again, I'm torn here, but I'm going to go with the Jets as well. Um, even though Miami did show some life the last couple of weeks, they showed some life against the Steelers, which is a game we didn't really go over because I, I forgot to bring it up, you know, with our, with our um, week, you know. Yeah, the review. fact that they almost beat. Well, they didn't almost beat them. The problem was that they were up 14 nothing in the fourth quarter, and they did nothing the rest of the game. Yeah. So it's weird. Miami's shown some life these last couple of weeks, um, and the Jets themselves are just, I don't know what's going on. Sam Donald's just throwing it at ghosts pretty much. So Yeah. I'm going to skip over a game because we'll talk about that last. Yep. Uh, Indianapolis at Pittsburgh. I, like I got Indy. Indy. I really like Indy. Jacoby Brissett's really showing a lot. Um, that's a really tough team right now. Really tough team. Yeah. Tennessee at Carolina. This is a weird game. Because I do want to go with Carolina, because I think Carolina needs to get the win back. But, man, Tennessee, I don't know what it is. They bench Mariota, and then they play well. Now, don't get me wrong. They played well against the Buccaneers. Um, I am going to go with Carolina, though. I pick Carolina as well. Um, I think Kyle Allen might have a game where he can kind of bounce back a little bit, and I think Cody Parkey misses a couple of kicks. But every time I say that, guess what happens? Yeah. Detroit at Oakland. Oof. I got Detroit. Detroit is going to continue to win as long as... Marvin Jones continues to get open for Matt Stafford, and this is a defense he can get open on, and they're going to get P.I. calls because Oakland is just very undisciplined. They make a lot of penalties, a lot of mistakes, so I, I do like the Detroit pick. Tampa Bay at Seattle. 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 It's going to run away with that game. Yeah. Jameis Winston missed the turnover machine. He's probably going to have like another three or four turnovers in this game. Cleveland at Denver. Now, I made this pick before it was announced that Flacco's on IR. I'm going to go with Denver. I went with Denver as well. I'm going to go with Denver. Even and with I'm Flacco. not changing it. Even with Flacco being on IR, um, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. Fan, it, Denver's just got to get out of their own way. They got to stop making yeah. mistakes. Yeah, they that's what it is. They got to stop making mistakes. And this is the perfect team because this team, all, all, um, Cleveland doesn't make mistakes. Turnovers, 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 turnovers. Yep. I have Green Bay at LA. I pick Green Bay. Now, this is the Rams or the Chargers? Chargers. Okay, yeah, Green Bay. Yep. New England at Baltimore. 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 This is their first real game? Yeah. This is the first time I've picked against New England. Uh, well. You've picked the Jets. I've picked but multiple let's be, teams against yeah. the Jets. Uh, against the Patriots. But this Baltimore offense is... Uh, the, the Patriots probably have the best defense in the league right now. The page, I feel like Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore offense is going to rip through this defense. I don't think it's going to rip through it. I think it's going to show some holes because you got to remember Nick Chubb had a good game last week running the ball and what's something that Baltimore is very good at? Running, running the, the ball. ball. So I have a funny feeling this game's going to be close Um, but this is going to be the first team that puts up over 20 points against the uh, Patriots. Yeah. Because I think right now they're averaging 8 points a game giving up. It's less than that I think. <laughs> I think it's less than that dude. And um, the scary part is, is it's like uh, is the Ravens' defense good enough and disciplined enough not to make mistakes 
to allow the Patriots offense extra yeah, time on the exactly. field. Because like we were saying a couple of weeks ago about this Ravens team, this Ravens team was making mistakes and letting teams stay on the field. Yeah. Harbaugh needs to lock that up because yep. those are the types of things that will keep the Patriots in the game. If yeah. you're going to try to end this game and you're going to try to say that the Patriots aren't the team that everybody thinks they are, you don't make those types of mistakes. You don't give them extra, extra downs with penalties. You don't turn the ball over. If the Ravens can do that, they can win this game. Yeah. The Monday night game, Dallas at New York. I'm picking New York. I have faith in Daniel Jones at home. Well, you better because you kind of need that. Exactly. That's why I picked them. That's why you're picking it. You're not picking it with your brain. You're picking it with your heart. Yeah. Yeah. Because I need Dallas to lose. Yeah, because Dallas is going to run all over this team. Okay. Now, Chicago at Philadelphia. Well, we obviously know where I stand. Yeah, we know where each of us stands. I'm going with the Eagles. Really? Yep. Yeah. I have no faith in this team right now. Okay. No faith. Unfortunately. I mean, I picked Philadelphia not just as a heart, but partially because of my heart, but looking at these two teams, three and four and four and three, or four and four. Yeah. Three and four and four and four. We're 500 under teams, and we're not great teams right now. So we need to really pick back up each of us. But I think after that loss, I feel like the Chicago Bears have been deflated lately. And they haven't been the same Chicago Bears team ever since the double doink. No, they've been the same Chicago Bears team since the double doink. The problem is there's no identity on this team this year. The offense has no identity. Okay, Mitchell Trubisky has... Some of the sloppiest footwork. Just go back and watch any of the film of him. He's he's doing fall away throws. He's not stepping into his throws. There's no continuity on offense. You know they go one week where they run the ball seven times for 17 yards, and then last week they're running all over a team and decide, hey, a 41 yard field goal is definitely makeable. Do you know what the percentage difference between a 41 yarder and a 39 yarder is? No. It's about 17 points. Wow. Okay. A 39 yard field goal. Is hit 95% of the time. Okay? Get the two yards. Wow. Get the two yards, man. Yeah, and they did that with the kneel. They lost those they lost two, the two yards, yards with, the knee. with the kneel. It's, it's stupid little things like that, man. Those are the types of things. That's the type of game management that takes a team with Super Bowl aspirations and turns them into what they are right now. Yeah. This is a Super Bowl defense, okay? A Super Bowl defense defense they've had a couple of hiccups this year don't get me wrong but there's only been one really bad game okay one this team has no business being three and four with the amount of talent that it has and the one thing that may be holding them back is the ultimate question everybody talks in new england is it brady is it belichick which one is the mastermind behind everything well unfortunately who is the bad cog in the wheel is it matt Nagy, or is it mitchell trubisky because I really don't know. Because Mitchell Trubisky is missing wide open receivers. This game should have been, the last game should have been over when Taylor Gabriel got open behind the defense and Trubisky overthrew him by five yards. Yeah. It's, throw, give a little bit of air under the ball, let your receiver run under it. Now, I want, I want the Bears to win this game. Yeah. My well, heart course, wants yeah. the Bears to win this game. But your mind. But my mind is telling me, man, they're just making too many idiotic mistakes. Now, this is a different argument if this defense can get a little bit of help. Yeah. If this defense can get a little bit of help, like 
the offense could sustain several drives. And that's the only thing that scares me about the Eagles and my pick of taking the Eagles is that their defense is helter-skelter. They're up, they're down. They're up, they're down. They're up, they're down. Is this going to be an up game for them or is this going to be a down game for them? So I think uh, I think after our performance at Buffalo, we're still on that upwards trajectory, but we're not quite going to dip yet. I think we're going to really drop when we face New England. You know what? Forget it. I'm going with my heart. I'm going Bears. Just so this way I can say I have them going 17-0 this year. All right. So we're going to leave good. it at that. Now, just real quick, we're going to mention it because we're not going to talk about it a ton. Nationals! Yes, the Washington Nationals have won the World Series for the first time in forever. Ever. Yeah, and it's great. Bryce Hopper, addition by, by subtraction. subtraction. We've I, been saying it all the whole for, time. The whole time that these guys have been before, going through the playoffs. Since before the playoffs even started, we've been saying it. Yes. Addition by subtraction, the Nats look great, and this is the first time ever that a home team did not win. A single game in this World Series. Yeah. Every game was won by the road team. That is incredible. Incredible. And I'll tell you something right now. This is a callback to some of the greatest pitching like duels yeah. we've had in a long time. The Nationals had to make comebacks in Game 6 and Game 7. Yeah. This, what a great World Series. When when people talk about the game of baseball, these are the types of games you got to talk about. Yeah. Now, unfortunately, the season's too long. There's a lot of garbage stuff that happens in 162. Yeah. Once you start getting the playoffs... Yeah, only, October baseball is the best baseball. October baseball is the best baseball, and, uh, and the World Series behind the Stanley Cup may be the single most fun series in all the world. Yeah. Period. Yeah. I, I love the Stanley Cup. Just to me, it's it's the perfect... Uh, yeah. It's the perfect assembly of... And uh, last year's Stanley Cup was great. Yeah, it was. It was. It, it, with all the emotion. Be with, it. Didn't end how I wanted it to, no, but didn't. still, St. Louis deserved it. Yeah, they, they did. played better than Boston did. Yes, they did. And um, this World Series was a lot of fun. Yeah, um, it was nice to see Steven Strasburg get a ring. It was nice to see Ryan Zimmerman get a ring. And Strasburg won the MVP. Yeah, but you know who deserved it? Juan Soto. Oh man, Soto was on fire in this series. He was on fire this entire playoff. It was great to watch. But I'll tell you something right now. I really, 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 really am happy for Ryan Zimmerman. This is yeah. a guy who stuck it out with the same franchise this whole time through all their losing seasons, through all the wild card losses, never making it to a divisional series, always having to play second fiddle to Bryce Hopper. Well, yeah. guess what, Bryce Hopper? You went for all that money in Philadelphia. You're and you're sitting at home. In October, while your former team has hoisted the World Series trophy in an away stadium too. Yeah. That was even the sweeter part of it. Is that it didn't? I would have loved to have seen it in Washington. In Washington that yeah. they win the title, but the fact that they even won the title is just awesome. And they won it as a wild card team. Yeah, you know what I mean. They had to go through every. They single won round. it as a fifth wild card. Yes, they were the seed. bottom. No, uh, isn't the sixth the bottom? No, there's only oh. five because oh, there's, right, there's wild card teams. game yeah. and then there's five, two four, on... and then three, two, and one. That's right. That's right. So they were the bottom seed in. So they had basically, essentially, it was all road games. And they, think about this, they won every elimination road game that they had to play. Yeah. Every elimination road game. Yep. That's incredible, man. That's incredible. Good for the Nationals. Yeah, because they went down 3-2. to two, Yeah. And they had to win two straight to win the World Series. Yes. And they did it. Yes. So good, to the, good for the Nationals. Good for National fans. Um, Good thing for baseball, in my opinion. Yeah. It's good to see that you don't need that superstar with that big contract to come into your team for you to win a World Series. Yeah. Young guys. Yeah. Well, young and old. Gotta remember, yeah. like I said, Zimmerman's been around for a while. Strasburg came in the same draft as um as um um oh my god. Mr. All World in LA uh, and the Angels. Um Um Pool House? No, no. Oh my god. 
I'm I'm it's so late at night, guys, and I can't believe I'm not remembering this name. Um Mike uh, Trout. Trout. Mike Trout. Thank you. I just just came into my Because I was thinking Pool House and Trout. I, yeah. I flipped those two yeah. all the time. So, I mean, they were in the same draft. Trout is the, has been far better the uh, win-above-replacements player since he's come out of that draft. But I'll tell you something right now. Um, it's good for Strasburg to get that ring. It's good for him to solidify himself as the number one overall pick. So good for the Nationals, good for their fan base. Yeah. A, 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 a more disgusting team. The most disgusting team in all of Major League Baseball, the Houston Astros, couldn't have lost that World Series in any better of a way. You're, yeah. you're up in Game 6, 3-2, you lose that game. You're up in Game 7, 3-3, on your home field, and you lose that game. Goodbye, Houston. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Nationals. And I think with that, we're going to call this episode quits. Um, there's nothing really to talk about for NHL. Nope. It's just more more regular season. Yep. Nothing major going on in, in soccer right now. Don't really talk basketball, nope. so we're just going to pass over that. So I want to thank you all so much for coming out and listening yeah. tonight. As always, guys, we really appreciate it. Um, um, we are going to start highlighting a little bit of MMA in the coming weeks. Um, yes. I do want to do a couple of pieces on a couple of the local guys here in the uh, South Coast who um, who had their UFC debuts, both of them in wins. Yes. And um, we will start talking about that probably not next week, but the following yeah. week. Yeah. Um, and obviously there's a lot going on in the MMA world when it comes to wrestling as well because you've got... Cain Velasquez and Fury and Fury both in WWE. Yep. And this talks about The Rock in UFC. Really? Yes, but that's something we're going to tease okay. for the next episode. And we will move on. And I think that's it. We got two words for you. Doinks out. Doinks out.